Welcome to the Game Before the Money podcast. Celebrating pro and college football history, one legend at a time. This episode, Green Bay Packers legend Boyd Dowler shares his stories. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Game Before the Money podcast. I'm Jackson Michael, author of the book, The Game Before the Money, published by the University of Nebraska Press. That's available on Amazon.com. The Game Before the Money is an oral history of pro football that includes interviews with several Green Bay Packers who played for Vince Lombardi. And I'm very grateful to connect with another one of those Packers greats on this episode, Mr. Boyd Dowler. Mr. Dowler is going to share some fantastic stories about those legendary Green Bay Packers seasons throughout the show, as well as his time in college playing for the Colorado Buffaloes. Boyd Dowler is one of the men who won five championships with the Green Bay Packers under Vince Lombardi. And that puts him in a very exclusive club of NFL players who have won five NFL championships. In fact, of all time in NFL history, there have only been two players who have won five championships or more that didn't play for Vince Lombardi. Those two players are Charles Haley and Tom Brady. That's all time. NFL history. So Boyd Dollar in a very exclusive club winning five NFL championships. He was a key to the Packers' success as a Pro Bowl caliber receiver. Dollar was named to the NFL's all-decade team of the 1960s and was also one of 45 players named to the NFL's 50th anniversary team in 1969. Another big deal about Dowler's career is his postseason numbers. He caught five touchdowns in championship games for the Packers, including two in the legendary Ice Bowl against the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody knows about Bart Starr's quarterback sneak at the end of that 1967 NFL championship game that gave the Packers a 21-17 victory. What often gets overlooked about the Ice Bowl is that Boyd Dowler scored both of the other touchdowns for the Green Bay Packers that day. Dowler is in the Packers Hall of Fame. He's also in the Colorado Buffaloes Hall of Fame. Many of you might remember we had his college teammate John Wooten on the show a while back. A lot of people would tell you that Boyd Dowler also belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he certainly deserves consideration with the huge role he played in the Packers offense during each of their five championship seasons under Coach Lombardi. Boyd Dowler grew up in Wyoming. His dad was a high school football coach before World War II. Dowler says that although his dad was no longer a coach when he was in high school, his father still had a large influence on his athletic career. Well, I got started because he encouraged me throughout those early years, starting in elementary.
was just always there, and he encouraged me, and it paid off, and he started talking about doing well enough through high school to get yourself into college and get a college education. He told me that I needed to play well in order to get a scholarship because he didn't have enough money to send me to college, so I better play well. (laughs) Those were his instructions as I started my senior year in high school. Dowler played football, basketball, and ran track in high school. He did earn that college scholarship through athletics. And let's not gloss over about what he said there. Many of you know, I love to say football history is American history. And here's another example of that. College athletics scholarships changed the lives of countless Americans since universities started offering them. A lot of young men in the 1950s were like Boyd Dowler and probably wouldn't have gone to college otherwise. And not all of those guys ended up playing pro football or any pro sports, but they did get that all-important college degree that raised their job prospects and likely increased their salaries over the course of their lives, not to mention the great friendships and potential business networks that they built through their college football career. College sports opened a lot of doors for a lot of people over the years, and we'll have to focus on that in a future episode of the Game Before the Money podcast. Boyd Dollar was offered a number of scholarships, and he chose the University of Colorado, although he tells us it wasn't necessarily because of football. The fact that Colorado had a better track program than the other schools that were offering, which included indoor track at Colorado, that really had more to do with my choosing Colorado than anything else. Dowler had a pretty good track career at the University of Colorado as a hurdler, and he says running track helped his football career. Colorado's head football coach at the time was Dal Ward. Ward was an assistant coach on three of Minnesota's national championship teams before World War II. The Minnesota Golden Gophers were indeed a powerhouse football team at that time. Dal Ward wanted to blend in the T formation into Colorado's offense, and Boyd Dowler was part of that plan. I played single wing tailback in high school and went down to University of Colorado, and I played tailback on the freshman team. We went into spring practice my freshman year, and they informed me that I was now a quarterback because they were changing the offense or adding to the offense to do a, a multiple offense rather than just the single wing, and they were adding the T formation to it. They thought what I had to offer could help change that offense, and it worked pretty much, and I had some of the skills to be able to play in both of those formations, T formation along with the single wing. Dollar says that multiple formation offense gave him a lot of opportunities to make plays. I was playing quarterback in the T formation. When we went to the single wing, I was the blocking back, which was an eligible receiver position. And I ended up catching quite a few passes from the single wing. And if we passed from the T formation, I was the passer. So I had to do a lot of things. And uh, my dad had worked with me early in and, and several things. I had a little ability, and uh, probably the best thing I did was catch passes. So best uh, pass-catching quarterback in the country. <laughs> <laughs> 
With that new offense in place, Colorado ventured into Dowler's sophomore year. He said the team featured mostly seniors and sophomores in the lineup that season. The Buffaloes played in the Big 7 Conference, which later became the Big 8. One of the members of that conference was national champion Oklahoma, who was in the middle of an epic 47-game winning streak that remains an NCAA record. Dowler tells us that the 1956 Buffaloes gave those Sooners a good battle. We went along and really had a pretty good game against Oklahoma. We were ahead 19-6 to at halftime and got beat 27-19. The win marked Oklahoma's 36th straight victory. Future Pro Football Hall of Famer Tommy McDonald scored two touchdowns and threw for another to make the difference for the Sooners. Good things happened for Colorado that Saturday, however, as Nebraska topped Missouri and knocked Missouri back in the Big 7 standings. Although Oklahoma eventually won the conference and the national championship that year, the Big 7 second place finisher punched a ticket to the Orange Bowl. The winner of the Big 7 conference at the time, which was Oklahoma, Nebraska, Colorado, Kansas, Kansas State, those teams. The winner of the conference played the winner of the Atlantic Coast Conference, which was Clemson, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Florida State. That was the lineup in the Orange Bowl. You had to be the winner of the conference to play. But then they made a rule that if you played in it one year, you couldn't play in it two years in a row. So Oklahoma was national champion every year that I was in college. And so they won the conference. Our sophomore year, they'd won the year before, so we qualified for the Orange Bowl because we got second in the conference. We played Clemson, who won the Atlantic Coast Conference, and we won down there in Miami in the Orange Bowl. I was uh, just a sophomore and was the quarterback, called the plays, had to punt and put a pass and threw a pass. We had a good game and, uh, and beat Clemson. Dowler quarterbacked the Buffaloes to a 27-21 victory over Clemson. He scored a rushing touchdown in the first half. You can learn more about that Orange Bowl game in the John Wooten episode of the Game Before the Money podcast. Wooten was Dowler's teammate that year and went on to have an excellent career with the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to take a moment to bring up Boyd Dowler's all-around athletic skills. At Colorado, he threw for touchdowns, he ran for touchdowns, and he also caught touchdowns. And that's just on the offensive side of the ball. He finished his career second in Colorado school history for the most defensive interceptions. He also punted for the Buffaloes. Those all-around skills led the Green Bay Packers to select Dowler in the third round of the 1959 NFL Draft. Dowler points out he wasn't the only one on his team to make the NFL. I was in the same class with John Wooten, who you mentioned. He was a starter also as a sophomore on that team. Eddie Dove was our wingback, and he ended up playing for the 49ers. John Wooten was a starting guard for the Cleveland Browns. So we had three guys that all came from the same class at Colorado that played together for three years in college. All were starters in the league as rookies. 
Now remember, Boyd Dowler excelled at many positions. He could run, he could pass, he could catch, and make plays in the secondary. He showed up to St. Norbert College in De Pere, Wisconsin for Packers training camp in 1959 with another Packer entering his first year, that being Packers' new head coach, Vince Lombardi. Dowler said the coaching staff told him what position he would play after he arrived at training camp. I didn't know where they were going to play me. I'd actually had a pretty good year playing in the defensive secondary. I'd led the conference that year in pass interceptions. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Pretty sure I wasn't going to play quarterback. I thought I would be a receiver, and I was. And he told me that I wasn't going to be a quarterback, that I was going to play receiver. I said, good. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think I would make it as a quarterback in the NFL, and I think I was right. Okay, so we're going to get into the Packers' 1959 season, Vince Lombardi's first season as Green Bay's head coach and Boyd Dowler's rookie year. When you think of Lombardi's Packers, you probably think of Bart Starr, but he wasn't Lombardi's original choice at quarterback. Lombardi traded for Chicago Cardinals quarterback Lamar McCann before the season started. McCann started at quarterback for the Packers at the start of the season, but Bart Starr was the starting quarterback by the end of the year. Dowler walks us through the progression from McCann to Starr and his rookie year. Coach's first year was my rookie year. Lamar McCann had been with the Cardinals and been traded for him. It appeared early in the year that he was going to be the quarterback, and he was for the first few games. We won the first three and had done pretty well. We beat the Bears, the 49ers, and the Detroit Lions. Then we lost five in a row. We didn't play bad. We just couldn't get the games finished. And so we were three and five, and Lamar got hurt a little bit. Bart went in one game and played pretty good, and Vince made the switch, and we won our last five. He put me in the starting lineup right in the middle of the season. And about the time when he put Bart in as a starter, I kind of caught fire with him in there, and ended up leading the team in receiving and made rookie of the year. So the Lombardi era got off to a 7-5 and start in 1959. You might guess that the five-game losing streak was the longest during the Lombardi era, and it was by far. In fact, there were only two other seasons that the Packers lost a total of five regular season games with Lombardi as head coach, And those were seasons after the league increased to a 14-game regular season rather than the 12 games that were played in 1959. 1960 was the final season that the NFL played a 12-game regular season. The Packers held practice before the season started, and Dowler tells us about a scary incident involving linebacker Ray Nitschke. Usually stories about Nitschke involved talking about the times he hit somebody. Well, this story is about Nitschke getting hit. Boyd Dowler is going to tell us this story and describe the Packers practice facility that featured a tower Vince Lombardi had built in order to film practice. We had two full practice fields parallel to one another. Between the two fields, he put up a tower for the film guy who would get up there and film practice. And it was probably uh, 20, 25 feet high. One day, the wind was blowing, 
pretty hard, and Ray was over standing by the tower, and the wind blew the tower over and hit him in the head with his helmet on, and it put a hole in his helmet, but not his head. He didn't hurt him. Of course, knowing Ray, it wouldn't hurt him anyway. Very fortunate that Nitschke was okay after what might have been the only hit that Nitschke took in which he received the worst end of the blow. That helmet has been placed on display at the Packers Hall of Fame, and you can see how serious that hole is. Drove straight through the helmet. It looks like a hole you drill with an electric drill. The Packers got off to an electric start in 1960. They won four of their first five games. The team finished the 1960 NFL schedule with two games on the West Coast. The Packers played at San Francisco in the second to last week. Both teams had six and four records and were tied for first place in the NFL's Western Conference. The Packers won that game on the road by a 13 to nothing score. The Packers defense held the 49ers to just 10 yards passing that game. And that's with John Brody and Y.A. Tittle at quarterback, both exceptional quarterbacks for that era. Another interesting note about the Packers' 13-0 win is that Paul Horning scored every point in that game. He scored 176 points in 1960 in 12 games. As of 2020, only one player has been able to score more points in a single season in the entire history of the NFL. And that's Ladanian Tomlinson, who scored 184 points in 16 games. Horning scored that 176 in 12 games. The win at San Francisco meant that if the Packers beat the Rams in the last game of the season, then the Packers earned the right to play the Philadelphia Eagles for the 1960 NFL Championship. The game at Los Angeles gave Packers fans a look at something they'd see for a long time. Boyd Dowler making big plays in big games. The score stood tied at 7 early in the second quarter. The Packers had the ball and were backed up at their own 9-yard line. On two, down. Ten. Bart Starr faded back and lofted the ball over 40 yards in the air. Dowler caught the ball in stride near midfield and raced into the end zone for a 91-yard touchdown that put the Packers ahead to stay. That play was the longest pass play of the 1960 NFL season, and Dowler tells us about it now. They had a guy come into the game that was a little bit older and a little bit slower than he needed to be, and so Bart just called a takeoff, or what we call the fly pattern. I got behind him pretty quickly and made it all the way. The Packers blasted the Rams at Los Angeles 35-21. to In fact, the Packers won the last three games of the year on the road to win the Western Conference title. 
an incredible surge that landed Green Bay into their first NFL championship game since 1944. The Packers played at Philadelphia for the 1960 NFL championship at Franklin Field. The game started at noon because Franklin Field didn't have lights and the league worried that if the game went into overtime, it might get too dark to play. For the most part, the game was a frustrating one for the Packers and their fans, but Green Bay had a chance late in the game. They trailed 17 to 13 with a minute 15 left and started a drive at their own 35 yard line. The Packers drove all the way to Philadelphia's 10 yard line where the Eagles' Chuck Bednarik made one of the all-time defensive plays in playoff history by tackling Jim Taylor as the clock ran out. The Eagles won the 1960 NFL Championship 17-13. Boyd Dowler tells us what Coach Lombardi said to the team after the game. We didn't get much done. I didn't get much done. We didn't get much done. We got beat. That's about all there was to it. But he told us after the game, that's the last time we go to a championship game and lose. He told us that after the game. And we went from there and never lost a championship game. So he was right when he told us uh, that was the last one. Let's talk about something that's kind of forgotten about Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers. The Packers played in the 1960 NFL championship game. And that was Vince Lombardi's second year as head coach and just two years after the Packers won only one regular season game in 1958. Two years later, the Packers got to the championship game in Lombardi's second year as head coach. Still one of the greatest turnarounds in NFL history. The story of Boyd Dowler and the Packers 1961 season is super interesting and a major part of the storyline would never happen today. Part of that storyline involved the president of the United States, who at the time was President Kennedy. In week one of the 1961 NFL season, Green Bay lost the opening game to the Detroit Lions. Ironically, the score of that game was 17 to 13, identical to the score of the 1960 NFL championship game. The Packers then won their next six games. And those wins weren't nail biters either. The closest game was a 28 to 10 win over Minnesota. The other five wins were by at least 20 points. And a couple of those wins were by more than 30 points. So the Packers were coasting through the season. Then going into the first NFL week of November, Paul Horning, Ray Nitschke, and Boyd Dowler needed to report to active duty in the U.S. Army. We had three guys, me included, that were called up into the Army in the midseason. Paul Horning and Ray Nitschke and I were all called up into the Army when they activated the Wisconsin National Guard unit through the 32nd Division. They activated the division, and we were called in right in the middle of the season. Imagine that today. You have three starters from a team that played in the previous year's NFL championship called up into active Army duty. Paul Horning was the NFL's points leader at the time. 
Boy, Daller had back-to-back 100-yard receiving games going into November. Ray Nitschke, of course, famously anchored that incredible Packer defense. There's also more to this story, and it involves Vince Lombardi calling in a favor from a friend of his. Vince Lombardi got on the phone with President Kennedy, and I would get the weekend pass every week to play, and I'd come back and play and spend the week with the Army. Worked pretty good. Didn't have any problems. Dowler, Horning, and Nitschke could play on games on Sunday, but they would have to miss team practices while serving in the Army during the week. Horning actually ended up missing a couple of games. Dowler and Nitschke ended up playing in all of the Packers games. But again, all three players missed practices during the week, and that meant two of the most important Packer players on offense and one of the most important Packers on defense missed all the practice time with the team in preparation for the games on Sunday. It may or may not have been a coincidence, but games got a lot closer for the Packers, and they lost two of their remaining games. The team still won the West and qualified for the 1961 NFL Championship game against the New York Giants at Lambeau Field, which was then called City Stadium. President Kennedy gave his stamp of approval as Commander-in-Chief to make sure that Boyd Dowler, Paul Horning, and Ray Nitschke could play in the NFL Championship game. And the President's famous quote to the papers was, Paul Horning isn't going to win the war on Sunday, but the football fans of this country deserve the two best teams on the field that day. And if you get a chance to watch the introductions to that game, the announcer states that Boyd Dowler is on furlough from the U.S. Army. Dowler tells us about the 1961 NFL championship game and his furlough. We got two weeks Christmas leave to come back from the championship game. I know Horning had a big game. Nitschke had a good game. And I caught a touchdown pass. Played pretty well, too. So things were, things were going pretty good. When you go back, you get called up on active duty for the Army. And I didn't miss a play. I didn't miss a single game. And you get to go back on the weekends and play football and then go to the championship game and win. And you got out of the Army in time to come back for training camp next year. Things are looking pretty good. Your life is going pretty good when you get all of those breaks at the same time. The Packers beat the Giants 37 to nothing in the 1961 NFL Championship game. Boyd and Paul Horning each tied for the second most receptions for the Packers that day and each scored a touchdown in the win. Dowler also booted a 64-yard punt for the Packers that day. That again illustrates what a great all-around athlete Boyd Dowler was. He could run with a track athlete's speed, he was an excellent receiver, and he could even punt and throw. Success continued for Vince Lombardi, Boyd Dowler, and the Packers in the 1960s. The team won the 1962 NFL Championship again over the New York Giants. I wrote a very in-depth account of that game over the course of two blog posts that you can find at thegamebeforethemoney.com. The Packers won that game 16-7, to 
and it was a bitter cold day. Boyd Dowler led the Packers in receiving that game, and the victory gave the Packers two straight NFL championships under Vince Lombardi. And remember, 1962 was Lombardi's fourth year with the Packers, and they played in three NFL championship games after winning only one regular season game the year before he was hired. It's incredible to think about. Dowler is going to tell us a little bit about playing for the legendary Vince Lombardi. You likely know Lombardi's reputation as a rugged taskmaster, and you may have heard a story or two about him getting on a player's case. Here is some inside info on Lombardi's true approach. You were okay as long as you didn't screw up. <laughs> you, didn't, you weren't allowed to screw up against Vince. He actually knew who could deal with it also. One of his favorite players was Paul Horning. He could single Paul out and get on him pretty pretty hard because he knew Horning could handle it. And uh, There were some other guys that were a little bit more tender that he kind of soft-pedaled it a little bit. With Horning, he kind of showed the rest of us that we all knew that he loved Horning, but he he also went after him pretty hard. We learned pretty quickly that you don't want to screw up, especially mentally. Mental errors were uh, not allowed. He understood that you know you might you miss a block, but he didn't. Uh, wasn't very understanding about errors of uh, lack of concentration. You know, jump off sides. He didn't go for stupid stuff. You couldn't. You couldn't talk your way out of that. And don't drop a ball and tell him the sun got in your eyes. He didn't handle excuses very well. Don't make excuses. Be accountable. You know, you're okay. The Packers topped their feat of winning two straight championships by winning three straight NFL championships in 1965, 1966, and 1967, dating back to the playoff era that started in 1933. No other team has ever won three straight championships. You think of all the great Bill Walsh 49er teams, Chuck Knowles Steeler teams, Bill Belichick with the Patriots, the Dallas Cowboys. No other team has won three straight other than Vince Lombardi's Packers. Boyd Dowler played on every Packers team during Lombardi's tenure in Green Bay. He was a key part of all of those teams and a major contributor on those teams. The Packers won the first two Super Bowls. Dowler scored a touchdown in the 1966 NFL Championship against the Cowboys to lift the Packers to a seven-point win and a trip to Super Bowl I. The next year, in the famous 1967 NFL Championship that is commonly referred to as the Ice Bowl, Dowler scored two touchdowns to put the Packers ahead 14 to nothing in a victory that placed them in Super Bowl II. Dowler caught a touchdown in Green Bay's win over the Raiders in Super Bowl II. He only played three plays in Super Bowl I, however, because of a shoulder injury. You might want to note, he did start that game for the Packers. Many people think that Max McGee was the starter that day, but Dowler, per usual, actually started that game. He was forced to leave after three plays because of a shoulder injury. 
For much of Dowler's career with the Packers, he played the majority of offensive plays in almost every game. He played in every game that Vince Lombardi coached for the Green Bay Packers. After the Packers won Super Bowl II, Dowler played two more years with the team in 1968 and 1969. After those two seasons, he connected with another legendary coach. George Allen hired Boyd as a receivers coach with the Los Angeles Rams in 1970. Those of you who have studied George Allen know that Allen loved to trade draft choices. Dowler is going to share with us about his time with Coach Allen and a trade they gave Dowler player slash coach status. I'd gone to the Rams as a coach, receiver coach. After one year with the Rams, he took the job with the Redskins, and there were a bunch of guys on the Rams, including me, who had just, I was just a coach. I didn't, I didn't play. So during the draft, he traded, gave up a draft choice for me, and I was a player coach one year with the Redskins. We had good receivers. We had Charlie Taylor, and Roy Jefferson, and Jerry Smith playing. Uh, we had pretty good starters. I wasn't going to start in front of Charlie Taylor. I was the receiver coach, and I picked the starting lineup, and I picked Charlie over me. I played pretty close to half the season as a backup. I played in every game, but not full-time. Charlie broke his ankle, and I had to play the rest of the year. We ended up going to the playoffs and got beat by the 49ers. I played pretty well, really. The next year, Charlie was healthy and everything, and I re-retired and just coached, and we went to the Super Bowl. We've talked quite a bit about those Washington Redskins teams under George Allen on the Game Before the Money podcast. You can learn more about those teams on the Marv Levy episode. Coach Levy was the special teams coach on those teams. I also had defensive end Ron McDowell on the show, and you can find those episodes on your favorite podcast app. You can also browse past episodes at thegamebeforethemoney.com. Boyd Dowler served as an assistant coach for five NFL teams, but it's his wonderful championship career with the Green Bay Packers that really defines his time in the NFL. He says that was a special period of his life. Got married the year that we won the first championship, got married that year. We had our kids there in Green Bay and bought a house, went, got my army out of the way and uh, won championships and Things, life was good. I mean, we had no, I had no, have nothing to complain about. It was a good stretch of life going on. He said it's been a difficult past couple of years as several teammates have passed away recently. I spoke with Mr. Dowler just a couple months ago, and since then, we've lost two more of the legendary Packers, Herb Adderley and Paul Horning. Dowler says that playing for the Packers created lifelong friendships that he will always cherish. We all got along good with each other. We didn't have petty jealousies going on to any extent. We just, we all had a good time and we respected each other. And we still do. We usually get together once a year uh, up there during alumni week and it's always good. A lot of real life, lifelong friendships, and it'll always be that way. A special thanks to Boyd Dowler for interviewing 
And thanks to you for listening to this episode of the Game Before the Money podcast. Thank you to all the people who've given the podcast great reviews on podcast apps. I really appreciate the kind comments. Remember that transcriptions of podcasts are available at thegamebeforethemoney.com and are powered by our transcription partner, Sonics. It's S-O-N-I-X. Visit sonics.ai to learn more about their transcription services. 